This morning, I'm going to share a message on the fear of the Lord. This morning, I want you to know, I, first of all, I thank Jesus that we are sons and daughters of God and we are not slaves. The Bible does talk about us being slaves to righteousness, but my wife was talking to me a, a while back and I had preached this message at Ignite and she said, you know what, I think you need to watch this series on a fear of the fear of the Lord. And I said, honey, listen, I already get, you know, just bashed because I'm, I'm this hellfire and brimstone preacher. And so now you, you want me to take on the fear of the Lord on top of that? You, the, all you're, gonna, uh, you're asking for trouble. I mean, you, I, I've already, I offend them on the left, I offend them on the right, I offend them on the middle. I mean, I, there's nothing I can do, it seems like so. But, but as I... As I studied this, I understood as I was getting deeper and deeper into the fear of the Lord, I understood that there was something, that there was something very powerful in this. And I want to share that with you this morning. See, we have done in the church, we have made Jesus socially acceptable. We want to make a perception of God that is very palatable so that everybody will be comfortable We've moved away from his true attributes that they talk about in the word, which are one of them is, is his, his awesomeness, his, the, who God really is, and his power. We almost, we almost in some ways want to apologize because he is who he is. And because he doesn't have to answer to anyone. See, we want to make Jesus sellable to the mass audience of America. So what have we done? We've given him a makeover. We've made Jesus just this loving, we made God so loving and so kind that we have forgotten some of the old timers who they talked about when they talked about the fear of the Lord. It's almost as if we better stay away from that because that, would, that could offend somebody and it may not make them want to come to Jesus. See, instead of proclaiming the full counsel of Scripture, people today are looking for a Bible buffet where they can load up on chocolate cake and milkshakes and quickly step over the peas, carrots, and salad. People want a form of God that they have designed just like the Israelites did when Moses went to the mountain. See, he left because he was going to go meet God face to face. And in the midst of that, the Israelites, they wanted to fashion a God that would be acceptable to them. That's how we have done it. It's stunning, stunning to me how so many of us are renouncing any fear whatsoever, even, even the fear of the Lord. If we have a view of God that is only positive, we will reject anything that feels even negative. And this includes the fear of the Lord. Let's set the record straight. The fear of the Lord is not simply to be in awe of God or just to respect Him. The fear of the Lord is translated all over and over in the Bible as terror, fear, and afraid. Dread, even. The love of God and the dread of God are not mutually inclusive. In fact, His love shines brighter as we realize how fearful He truly is. Having no fear of God is the root sin of the evangelical church of America today. The root cause of its moral flabbiness, its ineffective witness, and its powerlessness. Jerry Bridges, in his book, The Joy of Fearing God, writes, There was a time when committed Christians were known as God-fearing people. This was a badge of honor. 
But somewhere along the way, we have lost it. Now the idea of fearing God, if thought about at all, it seems like a relic of the past. That introduction of hallowed be thy name. I spoke on the Lord's Prayer as a a blueprint for how we should pray. Hallowed be thy name. It's talking about a fear of God. It's talking about, you know what, the, the men of old, they were afraid to even write the name of Yahweh. They would write Y-H-W-H because they did not want to write his full name. Because they had such an awe of God. The fear of God is mentioned over a thousand times in scripture all over the Bible. 300 of them are positive. In Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6, if you have your Bibles, turn with me there. I will have it on the screen for you. It says there in Isaiah 33, 6, He will be a sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. How can we reject it? I was listening to a pastor that was talking to me this week and he told me, he says, you know, I don't want to deal with that subject because it could create some controversy. You know, it's amazing to me. Here, God's saying, listen, if you want the key to your salvation, to wisdom and knowledge, here is the storehouse, here is the treasure, here is the key way to it, and yet we will reject it because it could be offensive. The love of God is the foundation, but so is the fear of God. And it is our foundation for our salvation. It is the key to this treasure, His storehouse, the Bible says. No wonder we are without His power, because we have rejected the foundation and the key. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talked about building and the importance of a foundation, building houses on rock and on sand. He gives us those pictures as he says, he says, if we build on a firm foundation, when the trials come, when the waves of life come, we will be solid. But if we build it on sand, it's going to fall apart. Salvation cannot be true. You cannot be truly saved unless you have learned how to fear the Lord. Prove that to me, Greg. Okay, I will. Acts chapter 13, verse 26. Brothers, brethren, sons of Abraham's family and those among you who fear God. Now this is the early church. To us, this message of salvation has been sent. Jews and God-fearing Gentiles. Now, I don't know if you know this, but that's who you are. You're a God-fearing Gentile. If you, you're not a Jew. Well, some of you might be. My wife likes to say she is. She, I don't think it's very small, but she likes to, she likes to hold on to that because it just gives her, it makes her feel good. But anyway, um, God-fearing Gentiles. Acts chapter 10, verse 1 and 2 says, Now there was a a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian cohort, a devout man and one who, mm, with his whole household, and gave many alms to the Jewish people and prayed to God continually. Mm. And what happened to Cornelius? His whole house was saved because he was God-fearing. 
Philippians 2.12 says, So then, my brethren, just as you have always obeyed, not as in, only in my presence, but as much more in my absence, work out your salvation with... Mm. Here it is again. I thought he'd say, work out your salvation with love. No, he says he uses the word fear. The Greek, there's two Greek words that, are, that talk about fear. One is phobos, and the other one is tromos. Both of them, alarm, exceeding fear, terror, includes respect and reverence. Tromos, trembling, quaking with fear. Now, I would love to dodge around this and say that we shouldn't have, but I'm going to tell you what, if you look at the godly men of the Bible, think about John the Revelator. He was so close to Jesus. He was, he was like a brother. And yet, when he, when he stood in the presence of God in the book of Revelation, he, he, he wanted, everything within him wanted just to, to, to melt before God. It doesn't matter how holy we are. We're still, when we stand in the presence of God, the awesomeness of God, there is an, there's an awe that we should, that we should be struck by. I know this isn't a, a popular way to talk because we, we want a more manageable God. We want a God that we can question and, and tell Him things and explain things to Him. But the truth is, is this is the way God speaks about Himself. And, and sometimes in, in our churches, we're almost embarrassed that our God is as powerful as He is and that He speaks so boldly about Himself and tells us to fear Him. But here's the, here's the crazy part about it, is the next verse, right after he says these things, in verse 8, he says, fear not. He doesn't say, fear me there. He actually switches and says, fear not. And it's, it's almost confusing at first. You go, wait a second. You're telling me who you are, and then, then once I get to this point of fear, you kind of go, but fear not, nor be afraid. Now, now, why would he say that? You see, it's actually a very common theme in Scripture. For, for example, when Isaiah saw God and he's terrified, he goes, ah, you're going to kill me? Then God says, oh, no, 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 Isaiah, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, I'm actually going to send one of my angels, and, and, and an angel takes this coal, and he says, you know, Isaiah was saying, gosh, I'm such a sinner, I've said such bad things, and God says, no, watch, this coal's going to touch your lips. And I'm going to forgive you of everything. It's um, when John falls over like a dead man and just is terrified. Jesus goes, no, no, no. Don't be afraid. It's me, Jesus. It's the same thing that he's doing here. And he's saying to them, he goes, look, I am this, this, this is amazing God that you ought to fear. But once you get to that point, he goes, you don't have to fear me. In the Bible, we see God's nature is both Abba Father and an all-consuming fire. I was thinking about John Bevere in his message on uh, the fear of the Lord. He talked about how he had went to see Jim Baker. Some of you guys remember Jim Baker from the PTL Club many years ago. He'd been convicted of fraud and he was in prison. And John Bevere went to meet him while he was in prison. He wanted to minister to this guy. And so he came in, and, and as he was there, he was talking to him, and he, he 
Jim Baker was talking about this new encounter that he had had with God and how that it happened here in, in prison. And he said to him, he goes, you know, all the stuff that was going on, you were, you were so on fire. You, were, you, you talked about how much you loved the Lord and all these things. And he's, he said, how in the world could you just go and have an affair and you could do all these things and take all this money? and do, How could you do all those things? He goes, and, and still love the Lord. And Jim Baker says, I never stopped loving the Lord. I stopped fearing the Lord. He says, see, you see me here in prison as uh, um, something bad. But I see it as an act of mercy. Because if God had not put me in prison, I would be on my road to hell. So what I want us to understand today is, see, the fear of the Lord. We can talk about how much we love him. I told you this a couple weeks ago. I said, there are many people that say uh, they love Jesus. You've heard it. You say, but this guy, I've even heard it this week. Somebody told me because we were re- getting ready to rent an apartment. And they said, but you know, Greg, you've got to let this person come in. You know, they go to church on Sunday and they love the Lord. I said, but the problem is, I said, I see him on Sunday, but then I see him during the week and they're a different person. But Greg, they love the Lord. I understand, but they don't fear the Lord. That may be us today. Do we have a love for God, but have we truly learned how to fear Him? Because fear will be the beginning of where we understand it's the key, it's the foundation to our salvation. In 2 Corinthians 7.1, it says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. See, I thought it was the love of God that would motivate me to holiness. But here he's saying holiness is perfected in fear. See, that awe that I have over God, not wanting to offend Him, is what keeps me walking on the straight and narrow. But I thought it was love. I'm just telling you what Paul said. It's not my words. 1 Peter 1 Chapter 14 and 17, it says, As obedient children, do, me, do not be conformed to the former lusts which, which you were once yours in ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. If you address as Father and the, the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth. Jesus spoke about fearing God. He said in Luke chapter 12, verse 4 and 5, he says, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more they can do to you. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear the one whom, after he has killed, has the authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Jesus is telling us, fear God. He's saying, I want you to fear God. I want you to understand who my Father is. Proverbs 6, Proverbs 16, 6 says, By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. There, there are two types of fear in the Bible. We've talked about those. First, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, We were told not to have the spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. But he's telling us in the midst of all this, he says, I still want you 
to have a fear of who God is. See, it's just like a fear of a snake. You know what? If you go around and you play with rattlesnakes, okay, you're, you're probably going to have some problems. That kind of fear for you is a good thing. It's for your benefit. That little rattle he has on the, on the back of his tail is for your benefit. Right, Ron? Where's Ron at? <laughs> Isaiah 33, 6 says, He will be a sure foundation for your times, a rich storehouse of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. So this storehouse of God has these things, salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. They are the foundation and they're the key. So to wisdom, Psalms 111 10, it says there, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and a good understanding have, have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. It's repeated in Proverbs 9, 10. One of the biggest issues that you see in scripture is, is this idea of the fear of God. I mean, I mean, the Bible says in Psalm 111, verse 10, he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it's not that there aren't a million other things to learn about God, but he says you've got to start with the fear of the Lord because that's the beginning of wisdom. And, and so for me to be wise and begin to understand God, it starts with a healthy understanding of fear. And, and because in the church, there was this trend where people were saying, yeah, that fear of God, that, that's kind of old school, you know, this hellfire brimstone. We don't, we don't really do that anymore. So in church, we start going, okay, yeah, 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 we don't, let's talk about the other areas of God. But if we skip the fear of God, we won't understand the other areas. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We're not talking about a wisdom of the world. We're talking about a wisdom that comes from heaven. We're talking about a wisdom that, yeah, you can learn as you go through, but we're talking about something that is downloaded from heaven itself, where God says, I will impart this into you as you fear me. As you understand who I am, that's where wisdom will begin. James 3.15 says, Such wisdom does not come down from does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. That kind of wisdom that comes from the world is that right there. But 1 Corinthians 3.19 says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. At its very best, the wisdom of this world is just foolishness in God's eyes. The last thing he talks about is knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. There's one, the, the New Living Translation says it is the foundation of knowledge. Proverbs 2.5 says, Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. Those who fear the Lord will gain understanding of who God is. So let me this morning, let me define the fear of the Lord for you. First of all, it is not... Frightened or afraid of God or scared, which would cause us to withdraw. Now, that fear of the Lord may cause us to bow down. It may cause us to fall dead like John did. But it, it is not a cause that would cause us to want to withdraw from God. It has a profound and abiding respect or reverence for God and all things that He declares as holy. 
It's assigning the most high God, the highest place of honor in your life. Hallowed be thy name. It's deeply trembling in awe at the privilege of his presence and the wonder of his word. It is to honor what he honors, to love what he loves, hate what he hates. His main thing is my main thing. It is an internal disposition which produces fear, dread, or even terror at the very thought of offending God. That is where fear comes in. This temperament makes it impossible to sin casually, wholeheartedly, or even persistently. Our personal sin is not taken casually when we understand the fear of the Lord. It is submitting of our will to embrace His will fully. And I mean that last 10% can be the can be the fight of your life because you want to hold on to it, but it's fully submitting to Him. The fear of the Lord is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and it is Jesus' delight. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2 and 3 says, For the Spirit of the Lord will rest on Him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And He will delight, this is talking about Jesus, in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide what he hears with his ears. Jesus was heard, the Bible says, because of the fear of the Lord. John 9, 31 says, We know that God does not hear sinners, but anyone who is God-fearing and does his will, the Bible says, he hears them. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, it says, With venomous cries and the fear of the Lord, God's, God, Jesus his prayers went up and God answered them. I want you to understand this morning, Psalms, Psalms 19.9 says, The fear of the Lord is pure. It endures forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous. Psalms 31.19 says, How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you. Listen to that again. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. Psalms 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. See, God wants us to understand this morning that the fear of the Lord is not a bad thing. The fear of the Lord is what keeps me in the place where I need to be with God. We're not going to get there. <laughs> what I want you to understand this morning, I was thinking about this, and Ron, Ron knows what I'm talking about. When About three and a half years ago, when we started um, praying over the city of Springville. Him and I, we met together. I was in law enforcement. He was deputy sheriff up here. And, and at the time, I, I was kind of the mouthpiece. I still kind of am because I got a big mouth, I guess. <laughs> but um, I went to, to the churches. I spoke to them about praying for our city. And then after that, I, um, we had a town hall meeting. And I remember in that town hall meeting, people coming up to me and Ron and they, they took us aside and they said, hey, you guys, I, we, we, we think what you're doing is great. We think it's awesome. But you don't understand that, that what's going on in, in this town. There's, there's a guy that's been selling drugs 
in our city here for 30 years and we've had some of the best cops that you could imagine have tried to capture this guy and they can't get him. And Ron and I, we just said, well, you know what? We just give all that to the Lord. We, we know that we don't have any more wisdom. We don't have, we don't have any more. We're not super cops. We're not going to be able to do anything. But, but we're just going to continue to pray and we're going to continue to ask God to, to touch this little town. And so as we did that, um, I remember one day, it's probably been a, maybe about a year and a half later, and that gentleman just continued to do what he was doing in town. He, would, he was involved in the porn industry back in, in L.A. for many years, and he continued to sell his drugs and do his thing. And nobody was able to capture him. And one day, a situation came up, and Ron and I were talking, and he says, well, what do, you, what do you think about this? And I said, well, you know, I said, remember this story about Jonathan and his armor bearer? And he said, perhaps God will act on our behalf. I said, let's just, let's just step out there. And we, we did something. We, we, there was an arrest that was made. Basically, we thought it was insignificant. It wasn't to this guy at all. But down the road, there became something that, was, that opened doors that we were able to, to see a search warrant issued on that house. Now remember, for 30 years, nobody had ever been able to get this guy with anything. He, he, hadn't even, he didn't even have traffic tickets. They served a search warrant on his house. Found drugs and guns and all kinds of stuff. Put him in jail. Now, of course, he didn't stay very long. As you know, before we can get the paperwork done, they're back out. But that's okay. We still trusted the Lord. And he continued to mouth off about how he, in fact, he, would, he attacked Ron. He attacked Deputy Crouch. He, would, he was attacking him, using all of his little minions and attacking Ron. And, and um, I want to say it was Super Bowl Sunday 2014. This man didn't have anything wrong with him physically. But he was emergency. An ambulance came to his house and sent him away in, a, in an emergency. And he was taken to the hospital. Within 24 hours, he was dead. I tell you this story because I want you to understand that there is, a, there is a place where God says, you know what, you have become such a stench in my nostrils that I will remove you. And I believe that's what happened here. This man at one point said, you know what, I have more money than, than Jesus himself. Hmm. I wonder how much good that does you today. So I say this to us today is continue, strive after God. Fear the Lord. Let that fear of the Lord be the motivation to keep us on the right path. The Bible's clear that it's, it's there for us. Now, if the love of God is what motivates you and keeps you on the path, I say, hallelujah, great. But if you're like most of us and you're going to struggle... Then I say, you know what? Let the fear of the Lord be that which keeps you on that path, keeps you on that line, keeps you on that target where you need to go. Let's close our eyes this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. God, I ask this morning that this word would not, this whole idea of fearing the Lord would not be something of dread, but it would be something that, Lord, we would embrace, that we would be able to understand that, God, it's through this. It's through the fear of the Lord 
God, that we truly begin to understand about our salvation, about knowledge of you, and about wisdom. God, they are our foundation. The fear of the Lord is our foundation. It is the key, it is the key, the Bible says, to the storehouse. If you want the treasures of God this morning, the fear of the Lord opens those treasures. God, cause us this morning. Overwhelm us with your presence. Overwhelm us, Lord, with who you are. We praise you, Lord, in this morning. We thank you. We bow low. We bow Faces down to the ground in your presence, Lord. With our tears, we wash your feet. We bow low, we bow low, falling on our knees. We bow low, we bow low to We bow low, falling on our knees. 
God, let us understand this morning who you are. God, let us not walk out of this place this morning with just a light attitude about it. But God, let us understand this morning the fear of the Lord and God, what it means to our life. I pray, Lord, the Holy Spirit would show us, reveal to us, God, our salvation. Knowledge and wisdom comes only through you. We thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. 